Hi, my name is Maury Morrison, and I'm an employment facilitator with Youth Employment Services. And my name is Alexander Ferrer, the Education Coordinator at Youth Employment Services. And you are listening to The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. Today, we're going to be talking about networking and hidden job market and how they come really hand in hand. So, Morag, what is networking? So networking, when you think about kind of a very strict definition of it, is the action or process of interacting with others to exchange information and develop professional or social contacts. When we talk about it in more colloquial terms, it's basically just working with the people you know to help you kind of build either your professional or personal network. That's what they call basically a group of people that you're working with to be able to kind of get something out of, whether that's in this case, a professional hand up. Mm-hmm. So specifically, if you're trying to find a job, that's ne- you reach out your personal contacts and that's how you can really find a job or different opportunities that uh, you might need in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like something that my dad has always said is it's not what you know, it's who you know. And, and I mean, what you know is still important, but I know for me personally, a lot of the jobs that I've gotten in my life, been somewhere where I know at least one person who's there. And uh, same with me, I mean, my first job, and this is actually networking, by the way, even though it sounds kind of silly in a way, but my, uh, my first job was with my dad. My dad is a network. That is a huge thing with networking that you can use is your own family members. A lot of people, their first jobs are with their families. Yeah, there's a lot of people who can be in your network. I'm thinking classmates, former co-workers and employers for people who've had jobs before. You can go to your friends, community members, volunteer activities, like you said, your family, program leaders, other clubs and activities. And honestly, it could be anyone you know. And this is something you talk a lot about. I mean, anybody you know, reach out to them. And what I just mean by anybody you know, like maybe you have an acquaintance and you find out your acquaintance works at your dream job. You can go talk to your acquaintance. But I think that might be a little awkward for some people to really just reach out to some random person that maybe you met. Oh, I met him like last year. But you don't, you don't, you don't know anything after that. It's kind of awkward just re- reaching out asking people for a job. So. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, both Alexander and I are pretty big extroverts. This is something we were talking about when we were planning out this episode was, well, what are what are some of the things that make networking awkward? And we were like, well, for both of us, it's not that awkward of an experience yeah. because we're such big extroverts. But we did yeah. talk to one of our introverted coworkers, Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she yeah. told us a bit about her experience. And like I even talked to my to my wife about this as well, and she's an introvert. Things that she said that you could do is really plan before you really go out to, you know, to talk to this acquaintance of yours, uh, really try to figure out what your elevator pitch is. Now, that, that's another topic. I think we can get that a little later, talking about elevator pitch. Yeah. But for now, yeah, it's, it's something that Sam was talking about so important for her is factoring that time in before you actually go and talk to someone to do that planning for what you're going to say and creating a script for yourself. Because she was saying one of the biggest barriers for her is her confidence. You know, going up to someone that you don't really know or you don't know well and talking about how great you are at something, that's something that's it's vulnerable and it's scary, right? And even for mm-hmm. me as someone who's pretty extroverted, it's something that's a little bit nerve-wracking, but I can definitely see how someone for introverted, that would be that much harder. And so she says that 
prepping for it and knowing what you're going to say before approaching anyone really makes a difference for her. You know, it takes more work and time to do that prep work, but it makes the whole experience so much better. Yeah, networking is so key. I actually want to tell about my own personal story about networking. And this doesn't happen to everybody, but I know that if you work at a job and you work your hardest, they will be a fantastic reference to you, a fantastic networking experience. So when I was in university, I did an internship that only wanted about, it was only about 150 hours, but I ended up doing 300 hours because it was so much fun. I loved working at this place. It was a mental health drafting center. So I graduated and then almost a better part of a year passed. And then this company that I uh, interned at, they called me and they said, do you want to be an employment specialist? And that's really how it became an employment specialist. I didn't even call them and they reached out to me. That's what networking is all about. If you show an employer and you're sincere about the way you act and, you know, being passionate about what you do, that makes a great networking. That's how you can really get a job. So you don't even have to ask for it like I did. But no, that doesn't happen to everybody, but it's just a really good thing to do to really just have those genuine relationships with others. Yeah, absolutely. And just show people that you are that kind of person who's going to put the work in to do a good job. One of my personal uh, stories about networking is actually getting this job at Youth Employment Services. And so I had seen the posting for the employment facilitator position. It was up on Indeed. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what? I sit on the board of my community association with someone who works here. And so I put together my application and I wanted to apply first before I said anything to her, but I put together my application and then they got back to me and offered me an interview. And that's when I reached out. So that's my coworker, Laura Lynn. She and I sit, or our coworker, Laura Lynn, she and I sit on the Mm -hmm. board together for our local community association and know each other through that. So we already know each other in a professional volunteer context. And so I sent her a message and just said, hi, just so you know, you know, I applied for this job within your organization. I've been offered an interview. Would you be able to take some time to talk with me before my interview so that I can learn a little bit more about the work that your organization does and maybe get some tips from you on how I can ace this interview because I would really love this job. And so I was able to do that. So I was able to kind of combine networking with informational interviewing, which is something we'll probably do a podcast on later. Keep your eyes peeled for it. But I combined two different job search techniques there. And so when I was able to talk to her, then she knew that I was going out for this job. She knew I was interested in it. And she was able to pass that message along to the hiring manager, right? So then that looked pretty good on me because I had that internal reference from just using my network and thinking, okay, who do I know at this organization who I can talk to and kind of express my interest in this? Yeah, and that's a great story. It just also, when I try to, when I think of networking to another word that I think is very similar to the word networking is the hidden job market. Because essentially... What's going on when when you network with people is you might not even know if there's a job available. Let's say you call your cousin and you know he works at like Shammy's, for instance, and your cousin says, you can ask your cousin, is there a job available? They might say yes. Well, is there a job actually posted? No, you just heard it from your cousin. That's what a hidden job market a lot of times is. And it's, it's something that people really underwear of. You know, you can get a job even though it's not advertised. Yeah, just because it's not on a job board doesn't mean that there's not a need there. 
Uh, mm-hmm. And a big, big way you can use networking to find the hidden job market. This is something our, our introverted coworker Sam was talking about. Was she would when she was job hunting, she would create a goal for herself to talk to a certain number of people per day, just to reach out and say, "Hey, I'm looking for work. Here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm interested in. If you think of anything that you know you think I'd be a good fit for, please reach out and tell me." And so she said that was pretty hard for herself, and she had to take that time to prep, create that script like we were talking about before, and then she actually kind of set a goal or a limit of one person per day, because that's what was comfortable for her. Maybe for you, listening, it's more than that, or maybe it's less than that. You just kind of have to find your own limit that's sustainable, but she said that's what really helped for her, is creating that goal so she knew how much work it took her to prep to talk with one person and to debrief with herself after And so she decided, okay, that's how I'm going to tap into the hidden job market and use networking is I'm going to talk to one person a day. And here's the kind of questions I'm going to ask them. So she did something that was called cold calling. And this is something Alexander's done a lot of. So I'm going to let him talk a bit more about this. Oh, yeah. Cold calling is my jam. When I first became an employment specialist, I had to call employers on their behalf. And I hated that. I just hated calling some random person. And I would introduce myself. And it's awkward because it's also on the phone. So it's just really, really weird. So you keep on calling them. And, you know, they might seem annoyed. And that's one of the big problems it is about cold calling. They just seem annoyed. But the thing is, you want to talk about your experience. There's a reason why you're calling. After I did lots of cold calls, I actually like cold calling. In fact, at Youth Employment Services, the thing I do is I go out to schools and I do presentations. One of the presentations I do is I talk about job searching, the same thing we're doing now. And I actually call an employer, a random employer that I've never talked to before. I call them and I ask them if they're you know, going for a job. And I pretend I'm a high schooler even because I'm calling with, from a high schooler. So I, I really like cold calling now because you get to talk about yourself and it just boosts confidence. It's kind of a, almost like an adrenaline thing about just calling somebody randomly about you know, trying to find a job. And I've actually found jobs before, primarily this job at Youth Employment Services, complete cold call. I didn't know anything. Where I'm from, I'm from Chicago. I'm not even from Canada. How does a guy like me find a job in Canada? Well, I could go on indeed.ca, look for a job, but they're always going to see that my resume says that I'm from Chicago. They would think, why is somebody from Chicago applying for a job in Winnipeg? That doesn't make any sense. So I did my research. I looked at youth employment services. I didn't see that they were hiring at all. I didn't think that they were hiring. In fact, I was thinking it could be a networking opportunity just to talk to my, my now employer about there's jobs available you know, for an employment specialist like me. No, actually, we're hiring right now. Do you want to work here? And I said, okay. And three months after I got it, I was up here in Canada and working and I'm still working today. And I think a lot of people- got pretty lucky. (laughs) I did get, well, I don't think it was necessarily luck. I think it's diligence. I called a lot of people before I called Youth Employment Services. A lot of times you might call somebody and they'll say, we're not hiring at the moment. Don't stop there. This is what Uncle Julio did. If you guys listen to my other podcasts about Uncle Julio, Uncle Julio, he tried to get a job. They said, we're not hiring. He kept on calling them and he actually got the job eventually. So 
let's rewind up a year ago when I started working at Youth Employment Services. If Charity, my boss, would have said, no, we're not hiring, perhaps I could have reached out to them and said, like in, in a month from there and say, Charity, are you hiring now? She might say no. I could call the next month. I would keep on calling to try to inquire if they're hiring because I really want to work at Youth Employment Services because I believe in their mission. That is how you can really get a job. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend people really try to do that. And it's not easy. I'm not saying cold calling is easy. You just have to keep on practicing. You should listen to our podcast about rejection because that's what it's all about. You will get rejected when you're cold calling. Absolutely. And I'll talk a little bit more about the actual process of cold calling because when we talk about that, if you've never done it before, or if you've done it and don't realize you've done it, this might help you kind of create a, a plan for yourself for how you're going to do it. So you do have to do some prep work ahead of time. You're going to get a pen and paper, and you're going to start making a list of who you want to call. You're going to narrow down, okay, what kind of job am I looking for? And you're going to start researching the different companies. Maybe look around in your area for sales associate jobs, let's say. And then you're going to figure out what to say ahead of time so you don't blank when you call on the phone. So I know this is something that Sam was talking about earlier, that all of us will kind of have trouble talking on the phone. Sometimes it's a little scary. You can't see their face. It's a little bit weird. I know for me, phone calls used to make me really anxious. I've done a lot of it now, so it's less anxiety inducing. But I definitely know it can be really hard. And having a script can be super helpful. So when you call them up, the first thing you want to do is introduce yourself, explain why you're calling and then ask for the person in charge of hiring. So what I would say is, hi, my name is Morag. I'm looking for a position as a sales associate. May I please speak to the hiring manager about any of the current or future opportunities within your company? And always be ready to answer questions. If they say, actually, yeah, we're hiring, you should have a copy of your resume in front of you and be ready to talk about why you'd be a good fit because maybe they'll do a mini interview right on the spot. They might not necessarily, but you want to be prepared in case they do. And then you also want to make sure you're taking notes. So make sure that if they tell you the name of the hiring manager, maybe they're not available, but they tell you the name, make sure you write it down and see if you can get an email address or anything like that to contact them. And also have some questions prepared. So if they say, yes, we are hiring, maybe ask, what's the best time for me to come in person to apply? Or should I ask for you specifically when I come down or any questions like that? And then make sure that you're being friendly and pleasant. This is even though it's a cold call, it's kind of the same as if you were going in to drop your resume off somewhere. Because if they are hiring, that's basically what you're doing. You're kind of pre-applying. If they say they're not hiring, don't be pushy about it. Just say, okay, thank you for your time. Ask if you can submit your resume for future reference. If they say no, that's okay. Just maybe be be like Julio and wait for a while and then check in again if it's somewhere that you're really interested in working at. And then last but not least, when you're on the call, make sure you thank the person for their time. That will show them that you respect they've taken the time to talk to you and that you appreciate that they've done that as well. And then make sure that any of the notes you took at the end, you make some notes for yourself on what your follow-up is. Did they ask you to come down and apply in person? Did they ask you to call back another day when the hiring manager was in? Make sure you know that so you can follow up on it. Those are the basics of cold calling. Do you think of anything else you like to do when you're cold calling, Alexander? Well, I think you really covered all of it. One of the biggest words I think of when it comes to looking for a job, and I think of this like the words are like in 72 font in my head right now. 
research, research. You really have to re do your research before you do those cold calls because you don't know how they're going to react to you, especially if you just come in, you call. You're not going to know anything. So you should be able to have the upper hand in a way. Before you even apply for a job, before you, especially in the hidden job market, make sure you know that company really, really well. So then by the time you get the job interview, they'll say, wow, it sounds like you already know this organization and you haven't even worked here before. That is how to get a job. That is one of the best ways, I think, when it comes to cold calling, to be a successful cold caller, to do your research. Absolutely. And I just want to end off by saying that networking and cold calling can seem like something hard, but the more you do it and the more you practice it, the easier it's going to get and the more helpful it will be for you. And I just wanted to finish off by reminding you that at Youth Employment Services, we offer free one-on-one -on -one appointments for all your job search needs. So if you ever want to come in and make an appointment with us to sit down and map out who your network is and talk about how you can use that network in your job hunt, or if you want to sit down and learn how to cold call, we can work through that with you in one of our free one-on-one -on -one appointments with our employment facilitators. You can find us at yesmb.ca, and from there you can go to our Contact Us page to see who's there, who can help you, and you can get in touch with us via phone, email, or Facebook, and we'd be happy to help you out in your job search. Thanks for joining us today on The Job Pod as we talked about networking and cold calling.